five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Poem Podcast. This is Chris at Light Force, your host to the premier source of everything to do with the Vancouver Titans and the voice that you get to hear each and every week, sometimes twice if you're lucky. And you you love me, right? I'm sure you do. Anyhow, I'm joined virtually by Omni at Omni Stripe and Sam at another Sam Chan. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Feels like only yesterday we uh we're drenched in speculation and we're already more than halfway through the season. Crazy. Drenched remember? in speculation. Yeah. Remember when we didn't know what the Titans were called? Those were the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Guessing names. I knew what the Vancouver Titans were called. If you recall, we were the ones who actually shared the name and were laughed at until it was official. And then we're like, yeah, you know what? Awesome. Self pat. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we recall. I'm going to remind you each and every time I can. Uh, but uh, this episode is a kind of special one. As we had let you know in the bonus episode, we were sitting down with the Vancouver Titans this weekend, and you were going to get to hear an interview with both Bumper and Hacksaw. Yes, two of them joined us. So we'll be <gasps> listening to them. Yeah, just get those uh, Korean dictionaries uh, open. because They're not know. here for us anyway. <laughs> I wonder how many listeners at this point going, how long do you think these guys will ramble before we just play the interview? And they're just pumping that plus 15 plus 30. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. You know, it would be real nice if I inserted like chapter marks or something into the podcast, but I don't No, nah, We got to make them work how. for it. Yeah. We'll like their company anyways, but we also have lots of other things to talk about. The Titans are back this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, matches they have against the rain and the glads. Uh, there was some corporate news on the side of the bank for Titans, which we're going to visit a little bit to see if I can further confuse everyone. Uh, we've got uh, some updates for stage three in the overwatch league. The uh, week that will be, we've got our games or matches of the week, uh, a few moves. And uh, I don't know. We'll maybe fit other things into the uh, episode as we see fit. But why don't we go straight into the payload? Moving the payload! Join me! This weekend, the Vancouver Titans return to take on the Atlanta Reign and the Los Angeles Gladiators to kick off their Stage 3 campaign. As we learned at the Titans meet and greet, they feel that they are going to face the San Francisco Shock in the Stage 3 final. But the way to get back there is to start off strong. So why don't the three of us talk a little bit about the fact that they are playing the Atlanta rain on Saturday. And I have to ask, do the rain have it in them? Oh, if you had asked me before they played the NYXL, if they had any chance of winning, I'd say never, but they won two times. So they're a weird team. We are coming into this game as heavy favorites, still undefeated despite that loss in the playoffs in the season. So, uh, it's our game to lose, really. I think that the Titans will come back strong after that loss in the finals. So I don't think I don't think Atlanta really has a chance. But who knows? Atlanta Rain are kind of like goalies. They're like a little bit hard to predict. Um, but I'd say they're the second hardest team to predict in this league. The first hardest team, of course, is the Uprising. Uh, but after that, anything goes. But on paper, 
Um, I'm sure the stats will kind of show this. It should be it should be a gimme four zero. Yeah, four zero. Old. I haven't even talked to you about what maps they're going to be playing. You're like four zero. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, the we're going to get into it into the fray, but uh, the maps that they're going to be playing uh, on uh, for against the Atlanta Rain, they're going to start off in Nepal. They're going to jump into Paris, followed by Hollywood North, ending up on Watchpoint Gibraltar. Still going to say 4-0? Yeah, I, I, I get bad memories from from Gibraltar, but <laughs> <laughs> then again, it was against the Shock. I don't think the Atlanta Reign are not even the second best tier in the league. I think the Titans are angry. They're mad. They're coming with a vengeance. Uh, the Titans are best when they have that chip on the shoulder, so I'm predicting 4-0 here as well. Right, I'm going to say 3-1, and the only reason is I do believe that uh, the Titans struggle on Gibraltar. That's that's a map that just isn't in their wheelhouse. Um, and also, I want to give credit to the fact that the rain did show up and play NYXL strong twice. Sure, the Titans have a chip on their shoulder, and sure, I think that means the Titans will succeed, but I think Atlanta will put up a decent enough fight. Yeah. Uh, just one more thing before we go. I Atlanta... The way they beat the NYXL is because NYXL was playing so passive. They kind of just aggro their way through and uh, punish them. I don't think that will work against um, Vancouver here. Okay, fair enough. On this Sunday, the Vancouver Titans are going to be playing the Los Angeles Gladiators, the LA Glads. And, uh, well, I don't know if I give the Glads a shot in heck against the Titans, or am I just being overconfident? Do you want to talk about this first, Sam? Hmm. I had written down as a 4-0 and a 3-1, and when you guys said it, it seemed to make sense since the Glads are ranked higher that that one should be 3-1, but now I kind of want to flip-flop it. I think the Rain are going to take one of those janky maps and will 4-0 the Glads. I just think that you know, the Glads are set up. They're, they're a second tier team, in my opinion, kind of just right off the, right off the, the other three that we always, always end up talking about. Yeah. Um, and they don't show up against the, the marquee teams. And then yeah. that's, that's pretty much, you know, the story. That's exactly it. I was pretty hyped about the gladiators, how they uh, finished the last stage pretty strongly, but then they got demolished by uh, NYXL, which we kind of handily beat. So, 3-1 just because it's a better quality of roster there. So they might just take away a game uh, with some funky comp playing uh, some DPS maybe. But I, <laughs> but when I think about that and if, I, if we'll see Decay play that Genji, I cannot possibly imagine uh, Haxal not matching him on it. So that might be something to look forward to uh, in this game. Hopefully. We'll see. Well... As far as the maps that they're going to be playing, map one, Ilios, map two, Paris, map three, Hollywood North, and map four, Watchpoint Gibraltar. And I give this a three one because of that. But I, I, and I, again, for whatever reason, I feel that the gladiators or at least the Titans will handle the gladiators easily. And that's just based on sort of how those two squads match up. The reason I think Atlantic can throw wrenches is because we have seen that. Now, granted, you're right. You know, only you'd raise the fact that they took advantage of a more passive NYXL and you were not going to get a passive Vancouver Titans squad. No. So 
you know, you know, I could maybe be convinced that I'm getting to get this wrong, but I just feel that there's nothing that the gladiators can do outside of wacky comp to maybe get that one map. But I, I, again, that's, I think all they'll get, they'll get big cheers in the crowd. Cause everyone wants the Titans to fail. And yet we're going to see, you know, a Vancouver Titans win. Yeah. Are there any updates on Bishu's uh, return to the main roster? Not really, right? I, I can't Not say. Not that ever. I saw. So it's still the same roster. Nothing really changed. Yeah. That'll be a Titans win 3-1 for me. You think we're going to see any stitch in either of these matches? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we should have asked them when we had the chance. <laughs> hey, spoilers and, there. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> the uh, the only reason Stitch gets put into a a match is that there is a thought that they need strong DPS. Like we've seen that the Titans, if they do switch, uh, you know, someone Sue will will go and play a a hit scan. Like we we have seen that toggle when Stitch was put in in. Um, gosh, who are they playing? And ultimately ended up having to play Zarya for quite a bit. I, I didn't feel that Stitch going to Zarya was equivalent to SMS going to Hitsuke. I think that was during, uh, against Guangzhou, the first stage. GZ charge. Oh. I remember like his, because it was Nepal for sure. Toggle over to Zarya and he, right. and he did well, but we might see him in a like fourth map scenario, probably. So in a fourth hmm. map scenario, at what point in time will we see Repel, Hurig, and Stitch all brought in off the pitch? At the same time. <laughs> it's quite a flex out. I hope for the Glads that it won't be against them because that, that will mean that the game is totally, totally like uh, lopsided. <laughs> well, if there's anything that we did learn from the meet and greet and the fact that we got to sit down with a few of them uh, this weekend is they do seem to be quite relaxed. Uh, so I, I wonder if the break did help them mentally. They ought to go home. They have to recharge those batteries. Uh, and in turn, they seem to, you know, especially a few of them, which you'll, you'll eventually figure out when you go through all these interviews. There are a couple of them that I think were just, you know, kicking back, just, you know, waiting to get back into the swing of things. Right. Some of them felt a bit tired with all the flights that they had, but definitely it feels way more positive than I, than I thought they would be. I think meeting the the fans kind of reinvigorated the confidence in themselves not that they needed it right but then another sort of uh to-do list uh for this stage and they were they have just one goal for the stage win yep yeah and they're undefeated since the pep talk from ready set pwn so you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) that they are zero losses Imagine, imagine if well, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna even say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beacon of positivity. That's right. That's right. We're a beacon of positivity, and if things go sideways, we can always blame the fire noodles. (laughs) Oh, another spoiler alert! Oh, eyes, eyes emojis. Yeah, I, I, we need, we need a an audio audible like eye emoji. Like, should we just call it eye emoji? Like when we want to go and start talking on the down low. Hey guys, eye emoji. And then emojis. It doesn't quite roll off your tongue, I don't think. I emojis. Yeah, I emoji. It doesn't sound right. We already yeah. know what this episode is going to be called, right? I emoji. Uh, I emoji with yeah. bumper and Hexel. Yeah. So, so, but they're going to get to listen to in a couple of secs um, us asking them about where they get their confidence from and and why are they so confident. So, so there's a there's a teaser for you. <laughs> 
But before we actually get to that bit, psych, uh, <laughs> there was some news coming down the pipeline today on the corporate side. As we alluded to at the start of the show, a uh, news release came out that J55 Capital Corporation announces merger with Enthusiast Gaming Holdings Incorporated and acquisition of Aquilini Game Co. Incorporated Luminosity. And people were like, oh my God, the Aquilinis are out. Someone bought the Titans. No. See, back in, I want to say it was like February, March, uh, the uh, Aquilinis with their uh, Game Co. Incorporated, sort of the esports side of the business, uh, they had been working with Luminosity Gaming, and those two came together and ultimately acquired a publicly traded company called J55 Capital Corp. And I don't know the, the ins and outs as to why they would go that route, but that was then going to be now the new sort of umbrella. So think of like Luminosity, Aquilini, Ginkgo, uh, buying and then merging J55 Capital Corp. That was So what you're, what you're saying essentially is that we might be able to buy Vancouver Titan stock? Eventually, maybe. But hold that thought. <laughs> hmm. So, J55 Capital Corp is ultimately still owned by the Aquilini family. It has not changed. Then, today, news comes out that they're merging with Enthusiast Gaming's Holding Incorporated. So, uh, Enthusiast Gaming's, uh, it's a lot of uh, content creation. So, it's like Destructoid, The Escapist. I don't know if either of you have uh, read Oh, yeah. They're pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So, Enthusiast Gaming controls them uh there's the sims resources a few others but the idea here is that j55 capital court is merging with enthusiast gaming holding so if you're keeping score at home what's happening luminosity aquilinis get together by j55 so they're going to go into j55 j55 think of it as like the the new name j55 then goes and says hey enthusiast let's get together and have a party and then they're doing some financial stuff but ultimately, what's going to still occur is the Aquilinis will still have the bulk of control of this organization. In fact, when it comes to the board of this new merged company, uh, Francesco Aquilini, Adrian Montgomery, uh, both hold seats. They're both from the Aquilini group. So right there, they already have two director seats. Uh, Steve Maeda has one. And then I think there's two from Enthusiast Gaming. So, and then there might actually even be another but again, for those of you who thought, oh my goodness, the Titans got sold. Maybe from a financial perspective on the books, it might look that way, but ultimately no, they are still fully controlled by the Aquilinis. I think that this is simply the Aquilini family, Luminosity Gaming, and now Enthusiastic Gaming getting together to go and create something similar to what we see out east in the land that, uh, of Toronto, where Sam is very well liked and what mm-hmm. Oracle Media is doing. Hmm. Oh, that was a pretty so, good informative uh, episode of Planet Money here. Yeah. So TLDR, Aquilini still like esports. That is true. And in other news, Aquilini bought a PlayStation 4 using his shopper's points because of the 20x optimum <laughs> points, but was highly disappointed that he couldn't take an Uber to pick it up. Breaking news Sam's making stuff up. Or is he? Hmm. Or am I? never know um and one final update the pool is the water still green at the team house yes yes it is now we're going to take a short moment and transition into the interview you've been waiting for here come bumper and hacksaw of the vancouver titans bring it on i live for this 
So here we are in Vancouver sitting down with a couple players from the Vancouver Titans who I don't think I could do any service to introduce myself. So you know what? I'm going to throw it over that to them to say who they happen to be. 어, 저는 밴쿠버 타이탄즈에서 메인 탱크를 맡고 있는 범퍼라고 합니다. Right. So that hi, I'm Bumper and I'm the main tank for the Vancouver Titans. Thanks, Michael. 어, 저는 밴쿠버 타이탄즈에서 DPS를 맡고 있는 학살입니다. And I am the DPS for the Vancouver Titans, and my name is Haxel. Excellent. As you heard, we have Bumper and Haxel here joining myself, Sam, Omni, and Michael sitting around a table. We just did a challenge that uh, required me to consume fire noodles the very first time, and my mouth hurts. 그래서 이번에 이제 게임하다가 이제 도전으로 이제 불닭볶음을 먹었는데요. 이제 처음으로 먹어봤는데 <laughs> 입이 진짜 아프대요. 지금 너무 매워가지고요. So we're going to ask uh, some questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Some of it will be about Overwatch and some of it will be about yourself because our listeners, we think, probably see you each and every time you play, but we want to actually, you know, get to know what you do outside of the game. 그래서 질문을 이제 몇개 물어볼 건데요. 이제 어떤 것은 오버워치 게임에 관련된 질문이고 어떤 것은 이제 사회생활이나 아니면 이제 사생 같은 거를 이제 질문 같은 거 물어볼 건데요. 이제 많은 팬들이 이제 무대에 나오면 오버워치 같은 이제 그 지식 같은 걸 많이 아는데 조금 더 선수들의 조금 그 다양한 그 인포메이션을 그런 것좀 알고 싶어 가지고 So our first question has to do with your relocation to North America having come from South Korea. Is it the first time that both of you have been to North America? 그게 그 런어웨이에서부터 이제 밴쿠버 타이턴스 이제 사인하고 이제 그 12월 달에 왔을 때요. 그게 혹시 그 북미에 처음 오셨어요? 어, yes, I'm first time. 학선어, 학선선어 처음이었어서? 네, 저도 처음으로 왔었습니다. Yeah, so for Hawks Hawks said um that was his first time coming to North America. Okay, and the and the first who answered was Bumper. Uh, Bumper, very good English. Thank you. <laughs> very nice. So, um when you arrived in Vancouver, what did you expect? I think most people think Canada equals snow, and Vancouver doesn't get a lot of snow. Did it meet your expectations, or were you a little surprised? 그래서 이제 캐나다는 유명한 게 이제 되게 춥고 겨울이 되게 길고 근데 눈이 많이 많다는 그 나라라고 잘 알고 있어 여러 사람들이요. 그래서 이제 벤쿠버로 처음 왔을 때 기대가 뭐였고. 그리고 이제 특히 밴쿠버에 도착했을 때 이제 눈이 많이 없고 그렇게 춥지 않다고 느꼈는데 혹시 기대가 맞았는지 안 맞았는지 그거 좀 소감 부탁합니다. 어 저번에 밴쿠버에 왔을 땐 굉장히 추웠는데 이번에는 날씨가 적당한 것 같아서 일단 좋았고요. 근데 저는 호텔에서 머물러 있기만 해서 아직은 잘 모르겠어요 밴쿠버에 대해. So Bumper said um, the last time they were here in December it was quite cold, not too cold but quite cold. Um, the weather is really nice now and he really likes it. Uh, they didn't travel too much outside of the hotel because um, because of timing issues and all that. But uh, he wants to know to say a little bit better. 어, 저는 추운 거를 좀 많이 싫어하기 때문에 이번에 왔을 때좀 많이 좀 따뜻해가지고 날씨가 좋고 따뜻해가지고 좀 좋았어요. So Hawksell said that he's not a big fan of cold climates and weather. So uh, he really likes this um, current weather we're having right now, the beautiful day in Vancouver, and. Uh, that's what he said, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm born and raised in Vancouver. So for me, I often call this tropical Canada because in our winters, it's still green, whereas the rest of Canada, it's white or yellow and very cold. 
그래서 이제 우리 호스트가요 이제 밴쿠버 출신인데요 이제 밴쿠버는 이제 캐나다에서 좀 유명한 게 이제 캐나다의 하와이라고 보여요 왜냐하면 다른 곳은 이제 눈이 너무 많이 와가지고 음. 이제 완전 하얀데요 여기는 아직도 겨울이라도 거의 아직도 파란색이 많이 잘 보여가지고 그래서 캐나다 하와이라고 잘 부릅니다. Cool. So one last question before I throw it over to Omni, my co-host here, and it's a very important question to me: basketball. Do you like basketball? What about you, Hux? Ah, uh, yes, I like it. Bumper likes basketball. Hmm. Warriors? Raptors? <laughs> 결승 전에 누가 이길 거라고 생각하세요? 이거 NBA Finals 에서. 아, 솔직 솔직히 말해도 돼요. 네. LA 아니요 이제 골든 스테이트 워리어스하고 캘리포니아에 있는 오클랜드에 있는 그그 oh. 그 스테프 커리 있는 팀이고요. 스테프 커리. Yeah, so he likes the Warriors. He predicts that <laughs> so, I think he'll be predicting that the Warriors will win. So Bumper likes the Warriors. How about how about Hawksall? Hawksall은 그 프로 농구 잘. 아니 저는 운동 그런 게잘 몰라가지고. 네. Yeah, he doesn't follow a lot of sports and doesn't do a lot of sports as well. That's what Hawksall said. So he won't okay. comment on basketball or the finals. Fair enough. Um, I don't like basketball. Uh, hockey, soccer. Oh, hockey. Uh, 축구하고 하키는 좋아하는데 농구는 조금 싫어하는 편이에요. Omni. So I have a couple of things here for Bumper. First things first. I remember the video that you talked about fan art, and one of the drawings that you liked. I actually drew it, and I was really happy to hear that you liked it. 이제 페나트에서 나왔던 이제 비디오가 나왔잖아요. 영상이 나왔는데 네. 그 특히 그 이분의 그 아트워 그 페나트 되게 좋아졌다고 들어가지고요. 그래서 엄니 스타이프가 되게 기뻤다고 했어요. So this one will probably be better for you listeners to watch a video for this, but I have a small present for you as well. I'll just get it to you. 선물 하나 가져왔대요. So for those of you listening in right now, Omni has gone and created a print. Of the bumper slam uh, drawing that uh, you've probably seen uh, published through Ready Set Home. Can, can we find somebody that loves this as much as Omni loves bumper? You know, if we would be so so happy if we found someone who loved uh, bumper as much as Omni does, definitely. Very very good idea. No, he says it's really nice. Okay, uh, one thing for Haksal. I'm sorry, but Bumper is the only one who got one today. But uh, if we are to meet you at a later event, I'll definitely uh, make some more for you, other players as well. 그러니까 Omnistar가 이제 오늘은 그 Bumper 페나트만 그랬는데요. 이제 다음 이벤트인데 이제 볼수 있는 기회가 있으면 그 학사 페나트 하나 직접 그리겠다고 말했어요. 아, okay. Is this the right time to say that I've met you multiple occasions <laughs> and I have zero posters to my name? <laughs> That's how it goes. 그 잘. 많이 아시는 분인데요. 그 이제 범퍼는 자주 많이 안 마시 안 봤는데 이제 포스터를 하나 준비했는데 왜내 내 포스는 없냐 말했어. And the next topic is a little bit more professional. Ever since we saw you uh, bust out that Genji on Anubis, uh, I, I mean Hanzo. Sorry, I'm kind of excited actually being here. But I want to challenge you to a one v one Hanzo tournament. If you'll take it, I'll be happy to play against you. First to seven. 그 이제 아누비스에서 이제 한소를 꺼낸 거 이제 범퍼 선수가 좀 유명하잖아요. 네. 그래서 그걸 봐가지고 그 우리 엄니 엄니 선그 스타이프가 이제 범퍼한테 1대1 그 한소 대결을 네. 한번 해보고 싶다고 하는데요. 네. 어떻게 생각하세요? 어 언제든지 환영. 
Bumper Seth, bring it on anytime, anywhere. <laughs> okay. Can you on. please headshot him seven times? Head this way. You got He understood that. BKSR thirty one hundred. Just say. Is Omni really bragging to two professional Overwatch players about his SR? Uh, you'll notice I'm just sitting here quiet because, <laughs> like, I had to actually do my competitive placements to know what my SR was. Coming to talk to you because I felt it was important to actually understand what SR means. 그래서 이제 오기 전에요. 그 이제 시즌 시작할 때그 이제 그 랭킹 게임을 해야 되나 열번 해야 되나요? 그래서 꼭 하고 왔는데요. 이제 와가지고 이제 SR 이제 어떻게 중요한지 그 하고 왔대요. 그래서 <웃음> I play mystery heroes. 미스터리어를 많이 한대요. So does he. That, well, but there's a so there's a big difference between Bumper, who would play Mystery Heroes, and Light Force playing Mystery Heroes. One of them is good, and I'll let you guess who. Yeah, so Bumper understood all of that. I'm sure he did. The the smile on his face as he's you know watching me say that um, he gets me. He gets me. He's better than me too, and I'm not bitter. Um, I actually have a, a, another question, and it's actually more about, uh, I know you've had a short time in, in Vancouver and in Canada, and this question came up at the meetup about Canadian food. Um, I particularly like poutine. Have you had a chance to have poutine? And just to describe poutine, it's French fries smothered in gravy topped with cheese curds. Yeah, 그래서 이제 어제 그 팬미팅에서요 이제 나왔던 질문이 이제 캐나다 음식 그 먹었는데 제일 맛있던 게 뭐였잖아요 그 기억나시죠? 그래서 자주 나왔던 정, 정답 답변이 이제 그 푸틴이라고 하잖아요. 푸틴이 뭔지 아세요? 푸틴은요 이제 캐나다의 유명한 음식인데요. 특히 쾌백 주에서 이제 그 나왔던 음식인데 감자 후라이하고 감자 후라이, 감자 튀김, 그다음에 위에 그레이비 소스, 약간 그 찍는 소스는 비슷하고요. 약간 로스트 비프나 그런 거 먹는 그레이비 소스하고. 그다음에 치즈 덩어리를 이제 녹게 해가지고 같이 먹는 그 음식이에요. 되게 살찐 음식이면 되게 맛있긴 해요. Well, let's let's tell the mic because our listeners need to hear that. 아 그래서 혹시 한번 드신 경험 있으세요? 그 푸틴이? 어 아직까지 못 먹어봤어요. Bumper said he has not had the chance to eat poutine yet. Okay. Well, see, and I was I was trying to give you trouble, Michael. I'm not going to go and, and give our guests trouble. But uh, thank you. I mean, you need to try poutine, whether you like it or not. It might be similar to how whether I liked fire noodles. <laughs> but good poutine. There's a big difference. Yeah, there is a difference in good poutine and not good poutine. Poutine 꼭 드시고 가라고 말하네요. Don't get poutine from McDonald's. McDonald's에서 poutine는 절대로 드시지 마세요. Sam, why don't we throw it to you? Yeah, so one of the things I'm interested in is both of you guys are the youngest players on the team. So, 이제 이제 타이탄즈 팀 중에서 이제 제일 막내 막내 선수들을 볼수 있잖아요. 이제 나이를 보면요. So, so in traditional sports, rookies have often have to do like humiliating things, like they'll they'll play pranks on them and stuff like that. So, so as the maknes, am I saying it right? Magne, magne. Has anything of the sort happened to you guys? 그래서 이제 그 여기 일반 스포츠나 아니면 그냥 트래디셔널 스포츠를 보면요. 그 전통 스포츠를 보면 이제 막내 선수들 신입 선수들이 되게 그 장난을 많이 피고 이제 그 조금 베테랑 선수들 막 장난을 많이 피고 그리고 이제 부끄러운 것을 많이 해요. 예를 들어서 뭐 장비 같은 거를 다 준비하고 뭐그 어떤 때는 이제 밥 회식할 때도 그런 걸 많이 내야 하는 경우도 있는데요. 이제 범퍼 선수하고 학생 선수는 이제 타이탄즈에서 막내 선수들 근데 이제 혹시 그런 에피소드 있는지 한번 그 말해 주세요. 저는 막내가 아니어서 잘은 모르겠네요. 
Actually, Bumper's not one of the Mangnes. He's actually a little bit older than some of the Mangnes, oh, so okay. he hasn't had any of those episodes yet. 학사 선수는 어때요? 어 저는 그냥 제가 막내니까 그, 시, 그 이런 저런 막 잔심부름 같은 거를 좀 자주 시켜서 그러니까 예를 들어서 뭐뭐 뭐 시켰어요? 그냥 뭐 갖고 오라 뭐 사다 와라 이런 것들 한국에 아니면 여기 LA에서요? 아, 한국에서요. 아, LA는 아, 제가 아는 게 없으니까. 아 오케이. So um, they don't do they don't um, make them do stuff while in LA, but as the Mangne in Korea, as most traditions goes in Korea, uh, they usually order him to you know bring me this or you know do this for me or you know buy me stuff. You know <웃음> typical thing that you make a Mangne do. So bumper, whatever you made Hakso do. <웃음> 학 학사한테 혹시 부탁한 거나 아니면 심부름 시킨 거 있으세요, 범퍼 선수님? 어 저는 물이나 그런 거 가져오는 건좀 시켰어요. So Bumper is confessing that he has made Hakso uh, bring him some water, uh, you know, when he wants to. I'm gonna make you guys bring me water. <laughs> we brought you noodles and more. Yeah, I don't There's think water that. Was, in the fire noodles. Oh yeah, that Michael was, brought you milk. That was like fire water. Yeah, Michael brought milk. Thank you, Michael, for bringing me milk. You guys still need to bring me water. Um, so actually, I have a question for Hakso. And it, it has to do with the fact that uh, you have a, in my mind, a, a very wide breadth of, of characters that you can play. Outside of, let's say, uh, a Genji or Brigida, who, do, who is your favorite uh, character that you want to play? And one day we're going to actually just see you pick just because you can, because Light Force said so. So Genji is... 아, 진짜. 학살, 학살 선수는 이제 그 영웅 폭이 되게 넓은 편이잖아요. 그러니까 게, 특히 겐지하고 브리게 되게 유명한데요. 혹시 겐지하고 브리게 빼고 혹시 좋아하는 영웅이 있으면 말해주고요. 그리고 혹시 그 영웅을 혹시 오버워치 리그에 혹시 데뷔할 수 있는 마음이 있는지 한번 소감 부탁합니다. 저는 겐지 브리게 말고는 어, 파라를 좀 좋아하고요. 파라는 좀 이전부터 대회 때 자주 나왔기 때문에 이번 리그에서도 So other than um, Gen and Genji and Brig, um, from Hakusou's point of view, he likes Farah, mm-hmm. and because uh, we've seen Farah quite a bit with the uh, the four DPS combos and sometimes three DPS combos, uh, you there's a good chance that you'll see it out of him soon from the Overwatch League. Awesome. And then a question for both of you, and there is only one correct answer: Who is the best DPS hero in the game? 그래서 이제 질문 하나 물어보고 싶은데 왜 라이트 포스가요? 그 DPS 영웅들 중에서 제일 잘한 제일 좋은 DPS 영웅이 뭔지 아, 그 알려주고 싶다고 하는데 이제 다 정답은 하나만 있대요. 한번 맞춰보세요. Doomfist? So Hawk says Doomfist. Doomfist. Uh, Reaper. Reaper <웃음> says Reaper. See, I like Doomfist. I like Reaper. I, I choose Reinhardt. Like in in competitive, I tell everyone in chat when they're like, "Well, where's the shield?" I'm like, "No, man, I'm DPS. I don't know who's tank." 그래서 이제 경쟁 게임 할 때요. 방패를 왜 어딨냐? 나는 왜 우리 라인하트인데? 근데 나는 그 DPS 라인하트라서 나는 그냥 매일 범퍼처럼 다 죽이고 있다고 그냥 말하고 말하는 경험이 있다고 하네요. That's why his SR is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions, gentlemen? About, yeah. Well, we saw that a lot of people on the Vancouver Titans team, it's very confident. But everybody knows about Bumper now today. 
the, the trash talk, uh, how you tease uh, teams like NYXL and other players. Uh, do you think that's a source of strength for the Vancouver Titans? Do you think uh, that intimidates your opponents at some points? So, uh, Bumper says, um, it's better to be confident rather than um, a little bit depressed or down or intimidated by their opponents. So, that's why uh, they think it's a strong suit for them to be confident going into every match. Also, when you always win, that's also good. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, uh, I want to thank both Bumper and Haxel for joining us. We've got to learn you a little bit better. And I do this with every episode with those that join us. Do you have any final words that you wish to share with our listeners? 혹시 그 이제 인터뷰는 끝났는데 혹시 마지막 말이 나면 그 소감 같은 혹시 우리 시청자들한테 그 보내주고 싶은 게 있으면 부탁합니다. Michael's currently, you know, talking to his public. Uh, 저번 스테이지에는 저희가 준우승을 했었기 때문에 이번 스테이지는 꼭 우승해서 네, 아, 우승을 하도록 노력하겠습니다. So Haxel said um, because we only got second place from stage 2, uh, he wants to win stage 3. 어, 팬분들이 이렇게 저희를 항상 응원해 주시기 때문에 저희가 이렇게 계속 좋은 성적을 낼수 있던 것 같고 앞으로 계속 응원해 주신다면 더 열심히 해서 더 좋은 성적으로 보답해 드리겠습니다. So, bit of a long one from Bumper, but um, he said that they're able to do this well because of the support from the fans. And if they continue to support them to this level, they'll bring a better performance in the next stage and in the future. Awesome. Well, on behalf of Sam, Omni, myself, Light Force, and Michael, thank you for joining us. We're going to take a quick break before we jump into the fray. 자, 이제 인터뷰하신 걸 감사합니다. 네. Thank you. Thank you. As we jump into the fray, I think it's important that we start talking a little bit about what's happening in stage three. We spoke about there being some changes as we were discussing the Titans during the payload. And really, the changes themselves aren't too earth shattering. So map order remains the same. Control, assault, hybrid, escort. And if a tiebreaker is needed, it's control. The control maps are going to be Ilios, Oasis, Nepal. The assault maps... Paris, Volsky Industries, Horizon Lunar Colony, and Hybrid will be Hollywood North, Eichenwald, and Numbani, while Escort will be Havana, Watchpoint Gibraltar. Sorry, Not a fan of Havana there, eh? <laughs> no, Gibraltar. I like Havana. <laughs> so, okay. I, I, so, Havana, I want to actually talk about that. I've, I've found, at least in, in QP, and I've been in comp, 
there are some people who are salty AF and, and AF stands for, uh, all time fun. And they don't like Havana. <laughs> they don't like Havana. I don't like Havana. I don't mind it. I like payload maps. I'm just happy that I don't have to play two CP. I, f- so I find that Havana, the first point is like bunker comp central, like the hard yep. corner. Yeah. That I, I feel that it's really conducive to a bunker comp. You yeah. then go from point, you know, B to C. So two to three or whatever you want to call it. And then inside, I mean, there's sniper lane. <laughs> when you might start to see some of the funky comps because there's so yep. many places to get line of sight. But then at the same time, there are so many hard corners and a raised area. And then once you yeah, get yep. into the open, going into the capture uh, or, you know, final point, now it's like, definitively defense oriented. Yeah. That distillery part, I don't believe we have uh, something quite as congested uh, like in Havana, that, that stretch there. I think that's pretty unique. Super annoying to me, but, but but maybe, maybe that's a, that's a ELO hell thing because, because like you mentioned, bunker comps are pretty common on, on the first and third point. And generally when you're on defense, the way to, you know, an easy way to break that is far, right? But then you got to yeah. shift off because you're so so low, literally in height on the second point, and then right. you got to shift back on, and it's just it's annoying. Regardless of what happens, like uh, OWL, um, I like the fact that they're putting out maps like Havana because it's very reminiscent of what we got in Junkertown. I know a lot of people don't like that map, but at least from a viewer's perspective, we see that the map kind of forces some adapt- adaptations and and. Uh, composition changes and well if blizzard cannot fix uh balancing the heroes they can just create super extreme uh sections of a map and then the map kind of in turn uh forces those adaptations and hero switches during a game that i really like personally well distillery you sort of describe it as you know it's not something we've really seen it feels to me to be that sort of tunnel in gibraltar it's just it's an entire section but even more so, it's super claustrophobic. Yeah, and yep. even though there is room to move, like it's not like you can, you know, block the tunnel, so to speak. It, it's just there's there's direct line of sight for for snipers that can go into you know difficult positions to dive upon. Like you can't go and take your uh, <clears throat> Hammond or your Winston yeah. and try to get yeah. that widow that's standing in the back because you actually have to you know shoot the window. Or shoot the yeah. door. Um, I, I that again, maybe yeah, maybe it is Elo Hell that I I'm I'm experiencing, and then we'll watch an Overwatch League, and it'll be like, oh yeah, like the Vancouver Titans are Rialto in it. They're going, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> setting records. Who knows? But I'm not against it's, it. I just think it'll be interesting. Yeah, especially on that first curve inside the distillery. I have a bold prediction. I think we might see Junkrat. Not hmm. from the Titans, but definitely in pro play in OWL. Hmm. Interesting. The uh, only other map that I think will be interesting is Hollywood North and whether or not the Titans can exert authority. We saw that mm-hmm. in stage one, Hollywood North was their map, save for a few exceptions. Um, but ultimately uh, their, their prowess on it was unbelievable. And then uh, uh, another map, Numbani, like it's not really a Titan style map yet. They were very strong. So it almost feels to me that just the maps themselves are more conducive to what we see from the Vancouver Titans. 
Nimbani, the map that came back from the dead. Uh, other states, three notes. Uh, they have this new thing called match of the week, which is not new as we would know it, but they are now going to have match of the week, which will be the Sunday noon match, except for one of the weeks when it's like 1230 and that mm-hmm. time specific. I should qualify that because I know that we have listeners around the world. Now the Titans will have a match of the week. It's the Titans versus gladiators on June 30th. That'll be noon Pacific. Um, but they talked about the stage three schedule being a flex schedule allowing them to move matches. And I couldn't quite interpret what they meant by that. Did they mean that they updated and flexed the schedule as they have to adjust times? Okay, fair enough. But then I'll use a traditional sports example where you have the NFL and TV agreements requiring that the Monday night and the Sunday night games, as well as I think the Thursday night games, potentially featuring different teams depending on how they perform late in the season because the TV rights holders don't want two scrubs playing each other. They want games that matter on TV that late in the season. So part of me was wondering, is that the overwatch league saying, Hey guys, we're going to flex our schedule a little bit and change things around to ensure that the match of the week is always a good match. Thoughts. Could be it exactly because I, I do believe you're right on point there with the that's the only map that they're going to show the only match that they're going to show on on TV. But we can only speculate, I guess. So does that mean Atlanta Reigns not going to play the mayhem for their homestand? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with the Atlanta Reign fans a little bit. So if you're you're wondering, like, where the heck are you getting this? So on the Overwatch League uh, Stage 3 update, they say, also new this season is the introduction of a fixed schedule match of the week. Throughout Stage 3, the match of the week will be played on Sunday, often as the first match of the day. In order to accomplish this, we've adapted a flex system, allowing us to shift matches around to feature specific matchups. You can see the updated Stage 3 schedule here. And see, this is what throws me off. We've adapted a flex system, allowing us to shift matches around, which in my mind says everything is a work in progress, but then, yeah. they, Oh, you can see the updated schedule here. So our, like, again, it's so weird. Like, did they already do the flex? And they're like, yeah, we know the Titans glads and week four is going to be off the charts. That's the one we're going to show. Like I, I, again, who knows? So let me check really quick here. Cause I can definitely tell you what's going on. Uh, well, no, I have an older version of the schedule here and it still says that New York versus London is the first match in this schedule. Uh, on Sunday. So I don't really see what kind of uh, flexing or changing they have done. Well, no, they like they have adjusted it. So um, what I will be doing is updating the schedule that we produce for you to tell you when the Vancouver Titans are playing. I will be doing it right after the podcast. So that's up to date. So in fact, while you're listening, already updated. But again, wow. things could be service. I, you know, only the best for our listeners. That's insane. Um, other things that have come out for stage three, it's the latest patch 1.36 It's in play and the uh, overwatch league replay viewer will be available soon. Whatever mm-hmm. soon means middle of stage three, sometime in stage four, uh, season three. Yeah. They mentioned that you won't be able to live stream it. Cause that's kind of, uh, <laughs> that, then you don't really need the overwatch uh viewer uh yeah or watch <laughs> pass but uh i guess after the games are done you can go back and watch them that's right and it's a professional viewer feature that'll be available on pc using a special client that you can download in the battle.net app so if you are like sam on console sucks to be you sucks to be me already anyway well 
we should let our listeners know you have actually fired up your PC. You have been trying to get yourself up to 25. So you and I can both live in bronze. Uh, Elo. That's hey. great. We're going to be the new tank line. Yeah. Oh, wow. I already told the Titans. That's in true. You, you did on Twitter yeah. and they replied. I did. Ain't getting no respect. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So with all of those updates out of the way, let's talk a little bit about our matches of the week or games of interest games of the week. I can't remember what the heck it is. We call it. It has been so long, but on it's like a new season, actually yeah. on Thursday, we've got the San Francisco shock facing the Atlanta rain, the Florida mayhem facing the soul dynasty, the Guangzhou charge versus the Chengdu hunters and the LA valiant versus the Shanghai dragons. Uh, Alex and Sam, you're saying it's the rain shock. I went dynasty mayhem. So why don't the two of you tell me why you went rain shock? I don't want to watch the mayhem. I don't want to watch the mayhem either. <laughs> so, <laughs> my, my I'm trying to be nice here, but for mayhem dynasty it. is I'm just curious, is the all Korean roster going to be enough to make them more competitive is communication no. and the of previously the problem. That's the Omni and I are very in sync one. today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I do not subscribe to their uh, opinions. Yeah, uh, and and the way they manage their uh, roster movements, it's a big yikes for me. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a moment. Uh, on Friday, we've got the Paris Eternal versus the Toronto Defiant, Boston Uprising versus the LA or LA, the London Spitfire, Houston Outlaws versus the New York Excelsior, and the Los Angeles Gladiators versus the Dallas Fuel. Uh, Ani, you and I had the uh, Glad's Fuel. Sam, you went a little bit out by going say Outlaws and Excelsior. Why did you go with that one? I haven't heard much from the outlaws. I want to see what they're up to. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like just hanging out. Just let it go. It, it's not healthy. <laughs> what the mayhem are doing is not healthy. <laughs> outlaws are right there beside them. That Maybe not true. as bad, but right there. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Not going to lie. <laughs> On Saturday, we've got the Hangzhou Spark versus the Philly Fusion, your Vancouver Titans versus the Atlanta Rain, Seoul Dynasty versus the Guangzhou Charge, and the LA Valiant versus the Chengdu Hunters. Again, Omni and I went Spark Fusion. Sam goes with his hometown Seoul Dynasty and uh, GZ Charge. A very decent day just throughout. All games are pretty decent. Well, do you think Hunters Valiant is even? Like, I, I would give the advantage to Hunters there. I'm curious to see how fact fiction plays uh, with fate out from the Valiant. I think they might be turning uh, a new page here. Hopefully for them, they have talent there. We'll see. They can turn a new page. It could go better or worse. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's, true. I, that's true. I don't know, <laughs> but that, that is probably the best day for, for matches. And I'd be I, actually like, I'm just staring at the screen now. Back to the Thursday, I know I did pick the rain shock, but I think the charge hunters is probably the most exciting game that day. So if you're, you know, you're watching for pure overwatch, that's Definitely. probably the match to watch. Um, Valiant hunters could, could go any which way. Yeah. And on Sunday, we've got the NYXL London Spitfire, Paris eternal Boston uprising, Washington justice, Dallas Fuel, and your Vancouver Titans versus the LA gladiators. All three of us say NYXL London Spitfire. So here's the thing about this match. I think that now uh, teams, especially teams that have some decent talent on the roster, and, and the Spitfire, uh, despite their 
wonky start. They they are a decent team. They're not bad or anything. I think they know that NYXL has a pretty distinct weakness. And I want to see everybody play aggro goats against them. I think it's clear by now that that's the way to go against them. We'll see actually, are the NYXL closer to the S tier than with San Francisco or Vancouver? Or are they closer to that second tier with the Glads and then the Spitfire? That's what I want to see from this game, from from the stage from NYXL. I, I don't, I don't feel they're closer to S tier. Yeah, hmm. and I, I could be proven wrong. I mean, I have been proven wrong many times. I just feel that you look at the S tier as it's defined by the Titans and Shock right now. There isn't someone close, right? But like NYXL, though, like. Are they good with just being a second round exit from the playoffs? I don't think so. Like, are they just going to play dumb and keep playing that passive style? They are they not adaptable at all? I, I don't know. Well, versus the Titans, they they started changing a little bit. Right, right. So right. I'm curious to see if there's there's more more from that. Well, this is really the stage where teams have to figure figure themselves out. The ones that are really serious about like improving if not now then forget about it right well i mean you look at the the league standings right now uh the nyxl are still ranked number two right right like they they have one more win than the san francisco shock do but when you look start looking into it the san francisco shock with one less win still has a plus three swing on differential i'm going to suggest the shock are going to catch up to nyxl and right there now you have a definitive difference because the shock are probably going to get a plus three or a plus four so even if they're tied the shock are going to have a huge differential I and mean, the titans i mean they're 14 and 0 we think they're on their way to becoming 21 and 0 over the course of stage three knock on wood but uh i still don't think the nyxl are at the titans shock tier if it wasn't for that slow start in stage one, the shock right now would be giving the Titans a run for their money. <laughs> Especially in the playoffs. Oh my God, they're so bad. Are the shock playing the NYXL this, this stage? That's a good question. I'm just trying to scan it real quick. You're asking because that would be an interesting match to watch, actually. You're asking questions that I cannot answer. Um, so it doesn't, doesn't look like it. No, they did play them first stage. Oh, well, then that's they're done, yeah, because it's... Uh, yeah, then yeah they're done. just one, yeah. And they lost the game handily to the NYXL. Yeah, so... I I even think it was a 4-0. Uh, it was a cl- kind of those weird close 4-0s, if, if, if you get what I'm saying oh, yeah. here. No, but- there's, we've, we have seen those. It's a 4-0, but really it's like a, a 3-2, just that, yeah. unfortunately, you know, one team was able to get all the wins. Um. Moving on, there have been some moves since our last, well, last weekly episode. We didn't talk really about any moves this weekend in the bonus episode because that one was just sort of, you know, quick and dirty at the event. So the first move was one that happened, uh, you know, just after we had released our episode. Uh, Asher is leaving uh, the Toronto Defiant. He has announced his retirement uh, to go on to new adventures or, or what have you. And what that might mean, we're not sure. But uh, Asher has left Toronto. So Toronto is more entrenched into a, a mixed um, roster now with the, I mean, the departure. We already saw Gods and, and Sharik come on board. 
And then mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Florida. So first and foremost, uh, the Florida Mayhem announced that Apply had been uh, released. So Apply had uh, been in their academy team, signed a two-way contract, but as a result of their shift to the fully Korean roster, him being an American meant he was on his way out. It seems odd that Florida is sort of taking this very slow approach to player movement. When they make the announcement, they essentially got any ability that they have for negotiating. Um, uh, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Leverage. Uh, yeah. With, comes to trades with other things like why oh you want you want something for a fly we'll take him off your hands but ultimately he has been uh, released and then as well not to be announced at the same time for some reason but a day later uh Tavik was also uh released and again he's gonna he drive the last bus. western player on yeah. that now <laughs> all korean roster who's gonna drive the bus now <laughs> well, i think the bus is <laughs> driving itself right off a cliff <laughs> like that's spot on it's, spot it's on. like that that's exactly like i can't imagine what it like i've been making fun of them a lot already but i can't imagine what it's like to be be a mayhem supporter um on you know in the actual game obviously they're not doing well um but just management wise it doesn't sound like you know people you'd want to support just just you know yeah as, as an organization I mean, you're totally right here on hit the nail on the head, really, because we we get what they're doing, right? Let's not be hypocritical here. We're the fans of the Vancouver Titans, and we see how like a fully synergetic uh, Korean roster, how well it can play. Looking back at the two first seasons, we even see it uh, like emphasized even more with Spitfire success and NYXL always being up the top. But that's not how how you do this. You cannot just uh, magically place only Korean talent on a team. Uh, and expect it to be a great team. And, and the, the way with which everything was communicated, if you had followed, I think it was Bare Hands that had the most like public uh, appearances on podcasts throughout. And it, it was very aloof. <laughs> it's a weird word, I know, but I, I felt that's the way he not only like addressed it, but also the way they kind of kicked out the players out and, and the players are really, really pissed off at that. I can't really blame them. And it feels like bad blood all around. Uh, yeah. And reminiscent like, of, of some other drama that we had with other teams in the past. And if you're on a path to pro, like, is that really where you kind of want to land? If you're, you know, you're in Academy right now and you have potential and you might sign on in season three or whatever, like it doesn't, doesn't look like a place you'd want to work. Exactly. It seems like even some people in the management are so not aware of, of things that people in, you know, cl- classic sports uh, fans know f- for so long. You cannot do these things. They will hurt you in the long run. Nobody wanna, will want to get there, right? It's, it's weird. Yeah, and, and it's super nuts. I think I think in, in sports and esports, teams teams are allowed to be bad. And like, there's always going to be a team at the bottom and that's, that's fine. Right. But what right. the mayhem and to some lesser degree, the justice and even the eternal have done is they're not likable, bad teams. And that's kind of fascinating to me because generally like bad teams, like they might have that underdog feeling. You kind of wanted like Shanghai dragons were the worst team in sports history, right. but people still rooted for them because you know, they, they liked them. You know, they were the scrappy underdog that, that almost could get there. No, nobody outside of you know mayhem supporters 
likes the mayhem and and it goes down from the, the how they've constructed their roster to to you know the players they play to even you know when they first started and they were saying like we're not going to have an all korean roster and and you know making claims like that and like today i think it was just announced i thought i think i saw on discord so, like the fans or, or somebody threw tomatoes at say a player at a restaurant or something mm-hmm. so like like it's like disaster from every which angle it's a complete tire fire yeah roster overhaul is easy a culture overhaul that's a whole different matter well if you guys weren't fired up already there's one (laughs) additional change down there in florida uh so main tank slash coach snt has also left he however left on his own terms and he shared this with everyone who might have been curious hello this is snt As the Florida Mayhem have been going through some major changes, I also parted ways with the organization. At first, this decision was very difficult to make, but as the direction I wish to go for as a playing coach and the direction of the team wanted to pursue has diverged from one another, I ultimately decided to leave. Acting as a playing coach, I worked with Mineral, and later by myself as Mineral left the team, which came with its own challenges. But it was a genuine pleasure to work with talented players such as Swan, Zephyr, BQB, Saya, Hago, Chris, Apply, Tavik, McGravy, and I want to thank them for working with me so well, as well as our previous leader and head coach, Mineral. I would also like to thank Mayhem CEO, John, and General Manager, Matt, for respecting my opinions and decision throughout this process, as well as the team managers, MDS, Curry and Mulan, the media team, and above all, the fans who supported me through my career. Now, after three years of experience as a player, I decided to use that as a background to walk the path of a coach. I am looking for a team. And if there are any teams that are interested, please contact me at your convenience. Hmm. Did he happen to leave any names off in his thank you? (laughs) Bare hands. You know, I I didn't seem to hear it. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear bare hands. (laughs) Yeah. I know, well, at least they have the uh, cool alternative uniform to look forward to from what it seems that's like the only <laughs> good news for them in, at, in the horizon i, I mean, even their jerseys look like a tire fire <laughs> Tell me how have you really seen the the um, uh the teasers of the new ones though okay well let's some of them let's let's take them let's you know take a moment to you know wish breathe florida man well <laughs> and breathe yeah and that uh, transition yeah. to the world of the <laughs> <laughs> can you hear this can you hear this i'm i'm pressing f on my keyboard <laughs> okay so yes the overwatch league has been teasing jerseys um looks like they will have sort of a third jersey alternative jersey it does sound as if as well that other teams have decided either one not to participate or two just not to have their jerseys teased <sighs> that part doesn't seem to be clear to me um but i think the best tease we've seen so far shanghai dragons hands down best jersey by two <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Definitely. If you if you haven't seen it yet, um, I, I I'm I'll retweet it from the Ready Set Pwn Twitter account uh, later tonight, uh, so that you can. And if you're like, well, wait a minute, um, is this real? It has to be real, right? It came from an official Overwatch League account. I'm not sure how Fnatic will be able to pull that off, though. Well, I actually, to be honest, I think it was actually quite easy because that's sort of the quality we've. Uh, <laughs> Did did I say that out loud? No, 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 no. Now we're never going to get a sponsorship from them. Man. 
If I knew which button played the sad trombone noise on my roadcaster here, I'd hit it. But the problem is I'm going to hit the one that's going to like cheer and then it'll just be even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oil on fire. Uh, Um, that said, there are also other uh, updates on the uh, merch store. There's an international store. Uh, if you haven't already figured that out, uh, the international store um, it gets you around having something shipped direct from the U.S. I, I can't speak to the experience. Apparently, you know, you can do the math and it might be for those of us in Canada a little bit cheaper. But uh, Axel, who you might uh, see in the official uh, Vancouver Titans Discord, ordered a jersey through the international store. It has yet to arrive. And it doesn't come with tracking. So all he knows is it left the UK weeks ago and he's still waiting for it to find its way to his home. Pray to the postage gods. Yeah. Our condolences to Axel. I think he was trying to get it in time for the meeting. Greet, right? <laughs> he was, uh, he did not. So. He's still waiting. I, I did a little digging and if it was sent by Royal mail, I like the cheapest parcel version through like Royal mail. Cause it's coming from the UK. It's 30 to 36 business days <laughs> i guess they're also off the books uh for being our sponsors then I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. international parcel shipping if you choose like the economy versions i'm pretty sure someone walks your parcel as far as they can walk and then eventually they put it on a boat like a canoe <laughs> i can i can say right now there's there's some poor soul you know rowing the canoe Across the Atlantic, Across the Atlantic with Axel's yeah. jersey in a bag right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I now it makes sense why it comes in a bag and not a box. What was that, uh, <laughs> Sam? I said now it makes sense why it's in a bag and not a box. Exactly. Yeah, if you ever wondered, why, geez, why did this come in a bag, not a box? Ah, it was on a boat. That must have been it. Um, beyond that, uh, lots of other like merch. They have like uh, baby onesies now. Like, I mean, get your kid in a onesie uh spend a lot of money for something they're going to grow out of in a few months have at it solid solid choice i I don't i don't fault them for diversifying the the merchandise that's available it's just kind of weird that you can get all this other merch and yet jerseys are still like sold out they're not restocking Mm -hmm. it seems give me some uh overwatch dog gear i'd be down for that oh well they have they have they had that ad where it said, you know, represent your favorite team. And I think what the LA gladiators bulldog or whatever. Yeah. 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 That's like, uh, from season one, even then they're playing, I think that's, um, Intel. I can't remember. I just, uh, I remember it's, there's a bulldog an owl. Yeah. It's powered by Intel. I think, uh, the day around all the time. Um, and then one other thing I just wanted to also mention as we look to wrap up our episode is that June is Pride Month. And us at Ready Set Pwn, you may have noticed either on Twitter, Instagram, our Discord server, we have updated our logo to represent that fact. Uh, if there's one thing that you haven't uh, realized about us here is we are, you know, significantly behind the idea of inclusion. You've heard us talk about, uh, you know, the way people are treated uh, with disrespect in gaming and that should not exist. So for us... It's a little bit that we do to, to demonstrate our support. Um, I think if I were to channel the great uh, uh, Jackie Moon, everybody love everybody. E-L-E. So as we wrap up this episode, you got to hear from us, and that was probably the highlight of your time listening. It had maybe a little bit to do with the fact that you got to hear from Bumper and you got to hear from Haxel. 
I think they like the fact that, you know, Reinhardt is definitely the number one DPS hero. Yeah, I saw a lot of nods there mm-hmm. in, in studio. <laughs> and it wasn't, I didn't mean it for it to be like a trick question. Like there was, a, you know, some confusion, but then I say Reinhardt. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Didn't know he was, you know, I thought you meant I had to choose DPS, not DPS. But, uh, you know, was that fun? Did you guys have fun sitting down with the Titans and interviewing them? Yeah, it was great. I mean, that was definitely the highlight for us. I think we're such a young podcast. I think this is, what, episode 28 now? Yeah. And just extend our thanks to the organization and, you know, for making that possible to uh, organize this little thing. And hopefully that's just the first one of many other meetings in the future. The uh, other thing as well is we have some video content that will be coming out in the near future, uh, not only from the the interviews themselves, but as uh, we did a little challenge, um, Sam had this great idea. I don't want to ruin the surprise because, you know, I, it was a great idea. We'll, we'll see how it goes, Uh, but um, you know, it was great on paper. Yeah, I I guess it was perfect on your idea was the Florida mayhem of ideas. Also, uh, you've, you've, you've left me speechless for the first time on this podcast. I, I don't know how to react. Wow. That was brutal. I, you know, I, uh, that was harsh. I, 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 being <laughs> harsh. Um, any final words of wisdom to our thousands and thousands of listeners uh, out there, uh, Sam? Well, if you guys ever meet the Titans, uh, to reflect what uh, Michael, our, our great translator, did this weekend, always bring milk <laughs> yes he did he brought milk that is true omni yeah tune in for next uh week's episodes for a uh, great hair advice <laughs> um as for me uh, i just want to remind everyone that now that the vancouver titans are starting out stage three the unofficial viewing parties at the railway stage and calf a are back on i'm thinking i might check out the uh watch party on the saturday I'll, uh, I will be there in my finest casual clothing, but, uh, on behalf of us at ready, set pwn, myself, Omni, Sam, all of our contributors, the awesome people in our discord who, if you happen to have discord nitro, remember, give us that nitro boost, get us to level one, get us to level two, get us to level three. We would love it. And if you don't know how to get into our discord, it's bitly slash RSP discord. It's the easiest way to get there. We talk about everything and as well beyond that, for those of you who are on Facebook, if you want to hang out with me as well as on his mom, uh, we have uh, RSP looking for you. <laughs> is it official that Omni's mom is on? She's it? not yet. I'm actually disappointed. I was sort of expecting Omni's mom to join. Uh, oh man. <laughs> but again, on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, Sam at another Sam channel, myself, Chris at Lightforce. Catchphrase. Catchphrase. <laughs>